This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. Hello everyone, we are back in the studio, Knockout Podcast, I'm here with Austin Nick. How, how was your guys' weekend this past weekend? Uh, it was a good, pretty nice weekend, you know, I enjoyed myself. How about you guys? How was your weekend? My, my weekend was pretty good, boys, you know, I was just trying to stay warm. I know we got a little bit of snow here out in Big Rapids, so, you know, it's Bone always... City, as always. Uh, right. It's always great seeing that again, but man, it was a good weekend though, boys. Yeah, good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It's good, it's good to be back in the studio today. We're going to talk about March Madness, NFL, and NBA. But first, we got to start with last night. I'm sure you, everybody has been on every social media. Chris Rock and Will Smith. Will Smith open hands <laughs> smacks Chris Rock, and Chris Rock continues to speak. Uh, guys, I got to get your thoughts on the whole process, the, the initial joke Chris Rock said, and Will Smith smacking him, then sitting back down. I mean, to be honest with you, we did have a discussion this one of my classes. I mean, I would say they're both in the wrong here. Yeah, Will Smith, you know, acted like how most of us would if anybody talked about our females or anything like that. Um, but I think the way he handled his business probably was in the wrong, you know. Obviously, split decision. We're probably all going to make the same decision Will Smith did. Also, Chris Rock's in the wrong, too, making that joke about her disease and everything like that. So, I mean, he is in the wrong. It did uh, bring a lot of uh, – views to the, uh to the oscars right yep it did. yeah um so i feel like that definitely was a highlight and i definitely feel like it will be a rem- one of those memorable moments of the show um yeah it was just it was very crazy though when it happened i would oh, say yeah. that because that blew up on my social media really quick and i was like wait what Facts. and then the thing was was it fake or not i don't think it was fake i think it was real oh i agree with you. i think it was real too it was a shocker to see i mean i'm i, I mean at first i thought it was all scripted I mean, when I watch the video over and over, I'm like, dude, this can't be real. Until you actually see the re- like Chris Rock's reaction to it. Right. And it's like, yeah, this dude really just got slapped, dude. And I mean, it was a shocker. I think it was a shocker to all of us. And, I mean, I guess going about with the whole joke, I mean, some people think it's out of line. Some people think it's not. I mean, I feel like it's a comedian's job to, like, make light of situations. And I'm like, they poke fun at everything. They poke fun at themselves. They poke fun at, you know, other uh, other individuals. And I feel like something like that. I mean, I I can see, but the same way, it's like, dude, it's a joke. It's like you're, you know, you're you're high class. You're in this big, you know, ceremony for awards here. Like, represent yourself professionally here. And I felt like Will didn't really do that, you know, during the situation. I felt like it was really, you know, disappointing to see, and it, it kind of tainted his, you know, his award when he got it. I mean, I see it from both sides. Like, Austin, you make a good point, but to me, you got to draw a line. Like, when you disrespect the man's wife, it's like, what is he, you know, supposed to do? What do you expect? You know, you got to defend your wife. It's like somebody, you know, disrespecting your child. It's like, that's your breed. You know, you want to show them, you know, right from wrong, but at the same time, you don't want to let no one bully you because – I think Chris Rock is funny, but, like, there's sometimes, like, where you go too far. And it's like when you let people go too far, it's like they're going to keep going to see how far they can go. And I think Will had the reaction anybody would react. But one thing I give Chris Rock, to not hit back or nothing, like, I really thought it was going to be a scuffle because I think all of us can agree if someone smacks us in public, oh, you know, It's on site. Oh, yeah. It's on site. I'm snapping on his head. <laughs> but I would say, though, too, one thing I'll give Will Smith, table form. Terrible form from a guy oh that from a guy <laughs> that supposedly is trained for boxing, all this stuff, right? Look at his feet when he smacks them. His feet are like off centered, all this stuff. And like it just terrible form. That's why I feel like Chris Rock, yes, got rocked a little bit. Yes, he has a chin, but I don't think it was his best like shot he could have delivered. 
in my opinion. <laughs> just because he was slipping, he was this, he was that. Terrible form, in my opinion, on the slap. Truly, if like he, if you really want to make a point, why would he slap him? Out of punch, why wouldn't he punch him? That's my thing though too. True. I get it, if, guys, from a standpoint of you know to defend your your wife and your woman, your girl. I get it, but it's a there's so many better ways to handle it. And oh the no, hundred percent. And the lady, oh, the lady beforehand even made a little joke towards the Smith as well, and they were fine with it. Hundred percent. So I'm like, okay, if they're you know, I mean, they're getting they're. There are jokes you know, targeted throughout the night, and they're okay with it. So now this GI Joe, this GI Joe joke all of a sudden now is the cause of it. I'm like, for me, I'm like, I feel like there's better ways you could have handled that. And I could, and again, it goes back to other, how other comedians do. You, they always poke fun at different situations, yeah, and they sucks. poke fun at way worse situations than you know what that Jada was in. So I feel like in that kind of you know situation and predicament, I feel like Will could have handled it so much better. And I'm, it's something that. I'm I'm surprised and I'm shocked and disappointed in how he how he handled that. I think though too, looking at all these award shows, right? They always have comedians, all this. Looking at ESPYS, Oscars, country music, all this stuff, right? What's the opening monologue? Them roasting everybody in the stands. Everybody remembers the Peyton Manning when he hosted ESPYS when he went at Russell Westbrook and, and Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant yep. He went at it and was like, oh, you know this that. Why didn't they didn't do anything about it? They didn't. Exactly. They they still have love for Peyton and all that because it's they understand. Like yeah, at the first at the start it's gonna be like the crowd's gonna be like, oh, he said that, you yeah. know, like oh damn, he did say that. None of them will get on stage and like attack him, smack him, and stuff like that. So it's just it's just interesting to see. I guess it's hard to like say like it's just tough. It is tough. Yeah, I you both make great points. Honestly, I agree with both of you because if I was in that situation, if I was like Will Smith that night or last night. I wouldn't have hit Chris Rock because to me you got to read a room. You got to understand like you're a name, like you're a celebrity. So it's Chris Rock. So you know if you do something, you can lose endorsements, you can lose money. No matter how rich you are, these people love staying rich and they love more money. So it's like I, I do understand you're trying to. If it was me, I would have probably after the award show was over, I would have spoke to probably Chris one on one like a man mm-hmm. and been like, you know, just don't cross that type of line next time because you know I take that thing very serious. You know about you know, my wife's disease, because you both make a great point, because it's like everybody's watching. The Oscars draws in millions of people, so when you make that smack, like, this is going to be a meme for years. Like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's like, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but right, yeah. especially when it's, you know, in a ceremony where that's like your career there. That's your industry. You're in there. That's like the highest, you know, stance of where you want to be at. And for me, and I'm like, why would you do it there? And I mean, I mean, no offense. I mean, it's a Jaden thing, but it's not like she's been the most loyal wife either to Will either. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna put that out there. I'm sorry, okay, I'm gonna put that out there. I'm just saying, man. She's not. It's though. not like no, she's, she's been. Not. So I mean, and that doesn't mean it gives the right to make the joke. But still, I'm like, it was a joke, and I'm like, and Chris went about. It, I felt in a like in a good manner where it's like, okay, you get it. You know, yeah, I crossed the line, but it wasn't you know anything intentional or really try to write the right at you know try to make it in, almost like I want to say insultive to her. In a way, early trying to attack her. I thought it was more of a joke because he was going back with everybody else. And it was more just for a fun time and go- good night. And I think how Will went about it was just, it was awful. Uh, it was disappointing. Yeah, he should have went about it better, especially with the name being Will Smith. Like, everybody knows you're an icon of many people. You have a lot of fans. And you inspire a lot. Obviously, they just made the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot, which is inspired by, like, you know, him and Uncle Phil. But it's just, like, it's just unfortunate because a lot of people are going to look at him different. Because I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's not the first time he's done this. He no. smacked a, a a guy walking. He was a walking into an event. Um, a white dude that had tried to hug him or something. Will like smacked him. Yeah. And like, so he's been known like to have like temper. 
you know, issues. And like uh, Nick, you spoke about before the show, him and Chris Rock have had uh, their tensions before. Yeah. And, and one thing, like you guys made a point, like Chris Rock, this is what he's paid to do. He's supposed to poke fun, and he's hosted a lot of award shows, and he does that but like one thing i give chris rock for not reacting it takes a lot oh, yeah. as a man like your integrity because at the end of the day it's pride you know if somebody mm-hmm. hits you like to not do nothing back i respect chris rock for that because he could have lost money if he did something well i think it was more a shock factor like you ever been hit by somebody you didn't expect to they just walk and hit you and you're like wait hold up wait what did yeah. that just happen right. you know like i think that was more why we didn't get a reaction out of chris rock we may have expected us to do just because it was like you're just talking on camera, you know, people are watching you, and the next thing you know, Will smacks you. And, like, even Chris Rock was laughing when Will Smith was walking up to him on stage. You know, he, yeah. you know, no, nobody knew what he was about to do. Like, you know, who knows? And yeah, next thing you true. know, he smacks him, and Chris starts kind of laughing in that, and Will's, you know, starts cursing from the uh, seating, you know, keep my, you know, blank out of your mouth and that. Right. It's just like, okay. And then I think that's when it clicked in, everybody on at that event. Oh, this is serious. Well, this wasn't staged. This wasn't anything. Because right. obviously, if it was staged, there would have been a mic on Will Smith. He wouldn't have dropped the F-bomb. You know, all this stuff. That's why I think it wasn't staged. My big yeah. thing, though, too, is like, as Travis alluded, um, yes, there has been issues in the past with Will Smith and uh, Jada and Chris Rock just because uh, something came out that <clears throat> somebody's bringing up is – when Will Smith, I forgot what he was being, he won that he should have been nominated for, but he wasn't, wasn't invited to the Oscars. Jada came out and was like, oh, where's our invite, you know, and that. And then Chris Rock clapped back was like, well, you wouldn't have gotten an invite. Will Smith would have got an invite. You'd just been his plus one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, but it's That's just like stuff yeah. like that. And I think, too, like looking at it back, Will Smith kind of laughed, and then he saw Jada's reaction. That's when he felt like he had to do something. Yeah, because, like, and at that time it's like, you got you guys both hit like the head like you know the main point, but it's like you gotta defend your wife, and I think that like Nick, you're right. I think that's what triggered it. And Will's, like, I gotta do some, but it's like I think Will might have. It was a spur in the moment thing. Like he mm-hmm. he forgot where he was at because I don't know if you guys have ever had that moment where you might be so mad or so happy you like kind of black out like in your thoughts. Well, and you yeah, just, like, it's, you know? ha- it's happened to all of us in this room. You know, yeah. we can admit to it. it. I get that standpoint, but it's like you still gotta remember where you're at, though, dude. I well, mean, no, you no, see no, that in like professional sports too. I mean, I get some guys lose it, but they still have some type of okay awareness. Like, dude, you're you're here for a reason. You're here for a professional reason, especially on that type of you know um, stage where you know you're there on honoring each other. You're there on yeah. you know hype each other up, and it's it's supposed to be a good fun time. And you turn it to something that's like, okay, what the hell is this now? What, I, what do we I, go about? I think it's more of a shock, though. Sorry for cutting you off, but it's more of a shock coming from the oscars because we've seen this in sports from Larry garrett blunt punching the boise state dude in the yeah. face after the game from conor mcgregor attacking the bus on that ufc event stomping on him from ron artest running the stands like we're you we're we're not used to it but we're more like okay this is gonna happen in sports right. then this happens yeah. on the oscars the yeah. big stage like the oscars and this happens live on the oscars all the things like that it's just like it almost like took everybody back i feel like yeah, because, like, Nick, you made a great point because, like, you normally – we see it in sports, even though they're supposed to act professionally in a certain way, in a certain manner. But we've seen it, like, you know, there happen, like, a lot. Because guys, this heat of the moment is a competitive thing. Oscar's more like celebrating your accomplishments as you did the past year. So to see it happen at award show, it almost reminded me of – I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jim Rome. He used to have a show on mm-hmm. ESPN. Yeah. It's on CBS now. He interviewed a guy uh, many years ago, I believe early 2000s, Jim Everett. 
uh, Jim Everett, um, former tennis player, he kept calling him Chris Everett. Uh, yeah. At the time, I and, do remember this. Yeah. And uh, and he and Jim said, if you called me that one more time, like we're gonna have to go on a commercial break because he didn't like. He was getting called that name because he was playing bad, and it was referring to like a female in a way. And uh, he, he kept saying, well, I got Chris, uh, Chris Everett on the show today on Rome is Burning. Then he literally got out of his seat, punched Rome, and obviously uh, security, like, helped get Jim Rome up. That was my uh, first time, like, um, seeing it. Like, when I saw, like, the Will Smith thing, I was like, other than that, you never see this at events. Like, everybody's in shirts and ties and dresses. Like, also, you made a good point. We're all – it's a night to celebrate your award. Exactly. And you act, you know, and you act like – and you smack the guy. So, I got to agree with you on Austin, Nick, because, like, you got to know where you're at because – who knows what um, – Fine, I don't think Chris Rock is pressing charges. I haven't heard nothing about that. Nah, but if he were to, I mean, he can get a bag out of that. So. Yeah, it's an itchy situation. I mean, ho- hopefully we'll, we'll hear more as it unfolds, and hopefully maybe, you know, hopefully they can handle it nice and smoothly here. But What's up with the award shows lately, actually? You know what just clicked my brain? Right. I know I just kind of went on a little rant that, like, this doesn't have award shows. But let's kick it back to the MTV VMAs, the 2020, when Conor McGregor took a swing at MGK. Oh, yeah. Is this a new thing now that everybody's trying to outdo everybody. everybody? You know, obviously that's different because McGregor's known done that in the past. Where right. obviously attacks a bus, throwing a dolly through the window, and all that. Now you know he throws a drink at MGK and that. It's just I don't know. It's just interesting to me that I guess it shocks me. It was Will Smith. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Just because of yeah. how Will Smith is, how he's a very charitable dude, very down to earth. Recently, stuff like that. Never cursed when he was a rapper, you know, was big on that. All this stuff. Next, you know, he's out here smacking a dude on live TV. That's true because he always had like that good guy image. Because in the '90s, he was a golden child. Like everybody yeah. was like watching Fresh Prince. You made a point. Like he was one of the main rappers that wasn't cursing. Yeah, like, and he even he, said like Eminem, "Why are you cursing all the time?" And next, you right. know, like everything, you know, it's just stuff like that. Like he would always call people out for doing bad things, and right. now he's out here doing bad things. Yeah, it was, like, one thing I got to tell you, I saw a funny meme, and uh, it was, like, a picture of Jawan Howard, like, sitting down, he's, like, pointing, like, at Will Smith, like, okay, and, like, it's crazy, like, we're seeing it, like, obviously we see it in sports, but, like, on this show, like, I just hope, like, uh, I believe Will Smith will probably issue an apology. Yeah. I mean, I know how mad and frustrated he was at the time, but I think when he looks back, because he's probably seen the video numerous times because it's on TV, he'll probably say, like, I shouldn't, uh, I apologize for my actions. I think that would be, like, a nice step, but, um. Yeah, guys, that is insane. I've never seen nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, hopefully we'll find out more about it here. But, boys, let's turn gears here. What about the Detroit Lions here? First of all, <laughs> host of the 2024 let's draft, go. as well as finally get in the 2022 this summer, let's we'll have the Hard Knocks go. TV let's show. I'm excited and it will debut on August 9th this yes, summer, sir. boys. So, man, I know, Nick, you got your Detroit Lions shirt on here in the studio. How do you feel about it? I'm excited. You know what? People that talk down Detroit – I don't, I don't mess with you. Because one, <laughs> one, one, if it wasn't for tr- Detroit, America wouldn't be how it is today. Facts, Two, give facts. Detroit respect. Just because it went through depression, all this stuff, it's on a rebound, in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of people have, uh, you know, set sights from celebrities. You know, Sean Andrews Foundation. I mess with them a ton. They're building stuff downtown. I love that. I think this is a good look for Detroit. I know people are going to be like, oh, you know, blah, 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 make their jokes and that. But I right. think this is a good thing. Um, I'm more excited though for the hard knocks, you know, Dan Campbell, electric human being, love him as a man. I think he's going to have a lot of quotes. Me and me and Travis are talking before the show. I think he's going to be like coach JB from last chance. You, I don't think that like, uh, wording, you know, a lot of cursing that, but he's going to have a lot of good, like one time quotes and that, that we'll be using down the road. 
Travis, how are you feeling about well, it? Nick, I agree with verbatim everything you just said. I actually wrote a paper on Coach JB last semester on a mm-hmm. last chance you, and I feel like it's the exact same scenario. I think it's great for the Lions because I think the Lions are going to have success out of hard knocks. I think we're going to be better next year with the number two pick. And Dan Cameron, like you say, he's electric. He's trying to bring a new culture to Detroit. Like he's trying to get right away from the losing ways and result in a winning. So I think it's a unique situation. And uh, I think it's cool for, like, Detroit, like, the fans because, like, we're getting some, like, TV time because, like, we never right. – out of the 20 years we've never been on, you know, hard knocks. So I think uh, I think something good is going to come out of it. I know a lot of people might find that hard to believe while bad we've been, but Dan Campbell is changing the culture. You even saw in his – when they won their first game, Dan Campbell acted like it was a Super Bowl or he won head coach of the year. So his uh, aggression in – um, emotion speaks volumes for sure. Well, I would say after that first win, you know, you saw Brad Holmes hugging Dan Campbell, like acting like it's Super Bowl, right? And the yeah. players, you know, being around Dan Campbell, it shows how much those players really care for that, you know? Correct. And my thing, too, is last year, who named 11 players on the Detroit Lions? You know, it's very hard to. Obviously, you can name Jared Goff, TJ Hawkson, stuff like that, right? Right. This year, I feel it's going to be different because, yeah, we set that base foundation. You found your studs that are no names in that. Okay, free agency, we've been quiet, but I feel like we've added the right pieces for veteran death and stuff like that. And next thing you know, the draft's upcoming. I feel like we're going to be up on the uprising. And I say we finish, you know, and we're not going to finish dead last in our division. Right. I feel like we compete for second and third place in our division next year. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see. I'm glad to see the Lions finally get some love here. I mean, I know it was down to three teams. It was the Lions, Panthers, and the Jets. So it was interesting. It was great seeing us get it. Yeah. I know some yeah. of our viewers might be confused on how we got selected, and it mostly comes down to teams with a, who are, comes with teams who are not a first year coach, who have not been the who did not make the playoffs in the last two previous seasons, as well as not having a rookie quarterback as well. So those are kind of the ways and how they decide on who gets into Hard Knocks. And thankfully, Lions finally gets some TV time here for once yeah, here. And, man, it looks great. I'm excited for it. I'm, I know you guys made some great points here with Dan Campbell. I mean, I think he's going to be hilarious on this. I think he's going to make <laughs> some great quotes, some memorable ones. I think it's going to be one of those great Hard Knocks shows I'm excited to see, as well as the draft finally being each one. What is this? Like, back-to-back, your boys? Like, well, I'm this excited. It's great because, like, we don't get a lot of love. A lot of people don't like the fact we're a blue-collar city. We're not like Miami, you know, the nice trees or Los Angeles where the celebrities or even like New York, big market, you know. So I think it's nice that we're, you know, changing the culture. And you see it even with the Pistons and Tigers. They're starting to win more. Obviously, uh, we might get into the Red Wings, but I don't yeah. want to talk. About, but, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like with Detroit, though, too, like just talking about the city overall, how you mentioned like a New York, you know, mm-hmm. Miami, stuff like that. We're the type of town, you know, that will throw on your hard hat and go to work no nice. matter what. If you're sick, you know, rainy, winter, anytime. It's just a hardworking city, and I feel like a lot of people from this uh, state abolish that mindset that, like, you know what, time to throw on the hard hat, let's go to work today, you know, and I feel like that's what Dan Campbell's bringing to the Detroit Lions, that attitude, like, okay, you can knock us down, we're going to get back up, we're going to look at you, smile, you can knock us down again, and Mm -hmm. when we come up, we're going to get a kneecap, and all that, you know, I just feel like it's that kneecapping mentality, that hardworking, blue-collar mentality. Plus, I feel like they picked an interesting year, too, for the Hard Knocks with Detroit, especially with their division this year. I mean, I mean, outside, I mean, you know, Rodgers basically, they lost everybody in Green Bay, really. So, I mean, yeah. the, the division's really up for grabs. So, I mean, you really get to see like, an inside scoop of, like, you know, how this fight's going to take place and how right. the Lions can pull this out. And I think it's going to be a great show. It's gonna, I'm excited to see it, especially to see how, this, uh, how the Lions, you know, go about this season this year, especially with the NFC North being so open. 
That and like the fact we got the number two pick. Hopefully we get Malik Willis. Uh, hopefully Lions we get him from a uh, Liberty. And like depending on who we get with that, we're changing the culture. I think I agree with Nick's point. I think we can be the second or third best team. Who knows? Maybe even the first best team since Aaron Rodgers literally might be throwing to like YMCA managers. Like because he, <laughs> he has nobody. To literally. To, so I think uh, we can definitely make a a run. And uh, I just think it's gonna be entertaining because Dan Campbell's funny. I believe we've got a lot of characters on this team and. I- it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see, you know, Sewell on there. Sewell's going to be a good – I feel yeah. like he's going to be h- hilarious. You know, Swift's going to be hilarious. St. Brown's going to be hilarious. You know, I'm excited to see. I really am. I feel like Brad Holmes is going to be a character on there, our GM. We have we, – I feel like we have some funny guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jared Goff, I don't know. I think we might see a, we might see a different side of him. Hopefully you see his girlfriend a lot. Yeah. It'd be nice. Hopefully it's a guy that can throw past 15 yeah. yards. True, It'd be nice. True. Nick, you bring up a good point because a lot of people don't like – golf like looks like this because he also went to California, obviously played for the Rams. He's like the surfer guy like from California. <laughs> now he got stuck in the this blue-collar city, you know, where people like really – nothing's like given to you. Yeah. So I, I'm really like kind of interested to see his like day-by-day uh, like life and see what, how he's accustomed to Detroit and like see like the different things they like to do. Because one thing about hard knocks – you really start to see, like, what these guys do in their free time. Then you realize, like, bro, they're like regular people. They play video games like us, PS4, PS5, and they, like, go different places. So I'm really excited to see, like, what they do, like, in the city, like, around the area. My thing, what time do you think Dan Campbell shows up the facility at? Because <laughs> you know they're going to show that. Oh, I bet he shows up around 4.30, 4 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 4 a.m. You know he's in there at, like, 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. Super early. And you know, he's gonna be, you know there's going to be a lifting montage of Dan Campbell. At <laughs> you, know, you know damn well there's going to be a lifting montage of Dan Campbell. There has yeah. to be. Watch him, be. watch him have one of those, like, own little songs, too, playing in the background. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, bad, bad to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> he, lo- he loves the Metallica, you know. Uh, we call him MCDC yeah. for a reason. He might make his own little remix on him. Uh, he might <laughs> <laughs> My thing, though, are we going to get a pet lion this year? Because I know last year he wanted a little pet lion to walk around like with him and that. Oh, sick, yeah. Like be a sweet. little cub. So oh, yeah. my God. That would be sweet. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to watch all, I believe, six episodes. Yes, it sir. Is. Starting yes. August 9th. August 9th, yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. First five episodes will debut on August 9th, boys. And I'm excited for and, it. I think it's going to be great. And Austin and Nick, it'll be on HBO Max, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. it will yep. be. And, you know, and then the draft. I'm definitely going to try to make it to the draft in 2024. I can't wait to see uh, Woodward. Yep. That Av is going to be beautiful. I bet it's probably going to be outside the Fox or in Fox either if I had to take a wild yep. swing. Um, you know, I feel like people are going to realize, damn, Detroit's kind of a nice city. Right. You know, when, once they get around that, you know, you see the new uh, arena for hockey and basketball. You see, you know, the Detroit Lions. You see – uh, Comerica Park, all that, Fox Theater, all that stuff. I can't wait. And you know what? We're a football city. I feel like we have a great fan base. It's going to be a fun time. It's definitely important because if you guys think, like, the last time we had anything, like, was the All-Star game in 2005, the Tigers. Like, the Pistons haven't hosted All-Star game since 1979. Yeah. That was at the Silverdome. So, it's nice. We're oh, Also, the 06 Super Bowl. I almost <laughs> forgot. I don't want to miss that. And March Madison 08. Oh, yeah, we they, did. So, we had something a little bit. Yeah, but, 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 but the NFL recent, draft. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. I remember back in 2012, I went with my dad to the first Monday night game back in mm. Detroit. Yeah. That atmosphere, n- no match. I just got goosebumps thinking about it in studio. Yeah. I'm just excited to see, like, all this. You know, I uh, come having family from Detroit and that, just realizing, like, how Detroit's always been that bad city. I'm very yeah. proud that they are on the up-and-coming, in my opinion, in Detroit sports. And hopefully in the next five years, you know, we have a parade going down Woodward. That's the end goal, I feel like. Facts. I agree with that. I think we will. In five years, Detroit will win either the Super Bowl, 
Stanley Cup, a championship of some kind, and it will be going down Wood. Yeah, yeah. In five years. In five years. I know. Because you got to think the Lions, the Lions in five years could be a good team. The Tigers are pretty good. They're on the come up. Cade has been amazing. Like he the Red Wings, they're yeah, on the come up. I get they lost eleven to two last night, but yeah, they're still they got a come good, up. They got a good young core. Exactly. I think in five I know, years. I guess how I look at Detroit sports is like I, I can't. I don't have high expectations. I mean, I want. Well, yeah, I keep them low so they can exceed them, and then I come surprised. Well, I mean, right. because I, like, I, I don't. When was the last time we won a World Championship? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight Red Wings over. And uh, none of us Cowboys. have. None of us have ever like grown. Like we were all young when we won it. You know, we weren't. Yeah. But the bad boys, the tigers, you know, all that stuff. We never experienced that yet. The only thing I've, I was only like five, I think, at the time when uh, the, the Pistons. Pistons won. My dad yeah. got me and my brother yeah. a banner, and, we, and we, we didn't like stay at the parade, but we drove down Woodward because it's only about twenty minutes from our home. But like, I don't really remember all of it because I was so, five. Like, so you make a great point. Yeah. Like, could you imagine being like a high schooler when the Warriors are winning back to back with Katie? It's like. Every year, like, your team has a chance to win. So, I definitely agree with that, Nick. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. Just, you know, from all of us having ties over to that city and that, I'm very excited to see what ends up happening. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, man, that's some awesome great for Detroit. Hopefully, we get some see some pretty funny quotes from Dan Campbell. But mm-hmm. we're going to shift gears again. Here's some basketball boys in NBA style. And I heard our boy Kyrie had a pretty good night for once. What do you think about that, Travis? I'm very happy. Kyrie had 16 in his return. They did lose by nine to the Hornets, but – I'm happy that he played in um, home games. Eric, the mayor in uh, uh, New York, thank you for allowing Kyrie to play. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's been abiding by everything. And, like, the Nets are a threat. I feel bad for the Heat and Bulls. Because if, you if you're going to have to play the Nets in the first round, I think it's over. I think the only team that could beat the Nets in seven games right now in the East is the Bucks. I still have the Bucks winning the title. I think Giannis is going to get it done. But I will not be shocked if Kevin Durant and Kyrie do it because – Kyrie is so skilled. Like, this man scored 40 and a half. Like, he is so good. Like, I think the Nets are dangerous now. It's great to see him back in other games. The Suns have been cooking. Devin Booker needs his respect. I don't know. understand. He's not in the top six for MVP voting. That, Adam Silver, that is blasphemous. Like, he has been cooking 26-6-6 and six without Chris Paul. Chris Paul just came mm-hmm. back. So, like, yep. the Suns have been cooking. They actually might come out the West. So, I, um, I'm very excited about basketball. We're uh, getting closer to playoff time with April being this Friday. Yeah, you know, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. I'm kind of interested to see how Golden State kind of plays into the uh, postseason. Obviously, losing Curry for the season and that. But he'll probably make a comeback during playoff time if I yep. had to take a wild swing. Um, I'm just excited to see that. The Bulls, they've kind of similed – Simmered down since I've taken hot takes on them. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I still feel like they'll come out. The, they have a strong case to come out of the East. I think 76 will burn out, in my opinion. I we'll agree with we'll that. get another meme of Joel and Harden <laughs> crying. Um, I don't I don't agree with Joel being MVP, too, being a favorite. I don't I, like that. I think it should be Booker up top with Jokic and all them. I don't like that. Uh, the Heat. Boston, I know Boston just took over the first spot. Um, yep. I don't know. I mean, it's still it's still a pack tight between one and five, really. Yep. You know, even with yeah. uh, you know, like I think what they have six games left, seven games left. Yep. Yep. I feel like they still there's still a chance where Chicago ends up as two, Miami drops down to five, seventy. You know, it's just it's so messy. And you know, I'm excited. The playing games are gonna be interesting because it yes, looks like sir. Brooklyn will be a part of that. Charlotte, Atlanta, and Cleveland will be all part of that, so that'd be interesting to see. Lakers, are they going to make it in the playoff games at all? Nick, that is all a right. great they're one, they're one game. They're one game away from losing that 10th spot. The Spurs I, are right there. I, 
Go ahead, Austin. How I look at it here. As well as LeBron has been playing, I, I don't see him making it. I yeah. don't see him making it. And the reason is they, 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 lose, these, they lose these games. I mean, the, the Pelicans is another team they should have beat last night. They should have not lost that game, especially right. with LeBron dropping 39 points with nine rebounds and five assists. I mean, that's a game where LeBron and Lakers need to win that game. I mean, these next few games that are coming out line here are very crucial games for Lakers, well, and I just I don't see them pulling it off well, right now. I think they'll make the play-in game just because it's, it's a 9 intensity. I do think like LeBron will figure out a way to do that, but I don't think they win in the play-in game. I think they lose like the play-in games. I, I just think LeBron's too great to not at least make the ninth or 10th seed to give them a chance, but he also just has been a bad GM. Like You shouldn't have recruited Russ. Obviously, AD's injury prone. No one knew that was really going to happen. Kendrick Nunn has been on vacation the entire year. I don't yeah. know what he's literally getting paid to chill. Like, but LeBron, <laughs> right. well, LeBron, um, you know, it it hurts him a little bit. Like he's having this terrific season where he'll probably win scoring till age thirty seven, which is ridiculous. I congratulate him on his longevity. But it's like, bro, like what happened to winning? Like these guys, like. I think they make the playing game, but I don't think they win a playing game well, game like when they're in it. My big thing though is they have to win games to get in, right? They're yeah. at Dallas, they they're at Utah, they play New Orleans again, then they play Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Denver to finish out the season. That's tough. That's a tough little stretch there, and especially with only one game cushion between them and the Spurs. And I don't know who the Spurs play off the top of my head, but um, I don't think it's that difficult. I don't think the Spurs' schedule will be that difficult, you know. Yeah, because I'm looking at the standings right now, Nick. You are right. They're barely in the playing game. They are by one game. And, holding on. And if they make the playing game, they would have to play the Pelicans, a team they just lost to, as yeah. Austin alluded to. So I, I just – I don't know. It, to I be don't... honest, they need to get rid of the playing game. I don't know how you guys feel, but, like, for instance, the Lakers are 31-43. and 43. Why is a team with that record even getting considered? Like, even if they were to win their last eight games, they would finish 39-43. and 43. No way a team under 500 should be even in the postseason. That's ridiculous to me. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. But in a way, I feel like it gives some of those teams maybe a chance, even in a possibility, because of how maybe how the schedule could possibly be. I, I mean, I know it's money wise too for the NBA. They're trying to get that money and try to you know promote their sports more. But I, I mean, I kind of enjoy it a bit. I like to see it because you kind of see it towards the end there, see if what teams can make that final push, and it gives a little more uh, pressure and, mo- and motivation for them to kind of make that final you know stretch to the playoffs. Well, going talking about the Spurs now because they're only one game out. They're at Houston, at Memphis, home for Portland, Portland, at Denver, at Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas. I think they have more chance to win more games than the the LeBron James led Lakers do in that this, last stretch. That is a good point. I think it's going to depend on how great LeBron has to play. Like literally, if he has to drop fifty or fifty five, might for have them, to. Like if he does that, then I give him a chance, but. I think as a betting like nobody's person, nobody's gonna rest because yeah. nobody's because it's so tight. You know, it's yeah. so exactly. tight. You're so, it's not nobody's gonna rest. In order for him, I I definitely believe if he doesn't get like at least thirty to thirty five every night, the Lakers don't have a chance. And I think any betting person would like agree with that. But to go on Austin's point, the reason why I just think this is BS. I'm sorry, but like you shouldn't <laughs> have a playing because like say an eighth seed or a seventh seed they fight the whole season to get in, then they have one bad game in a playing game, then it tarnishes everything they accomplish. To me, that's just like BS because you should already make the playoffs because I understand Adam Silver's trying to sell more tickets, but it's BS. Like last year, Steph Curry had an MVP-type season. He didn't make the playoffs because of a playing game. So, like, I feel what you're saying. I, I think it's entertainment value. I, I get it, but 
at the same time too, there are teams too who you know just barely made it, and some and some of us were like, do, do they really deserve to be in there? And I feel the playing game kind of like the playing game's kind of like a heat check. I feel like for some of those teams, like do, yeah. do you really deserve to be in this in the tournament here? Do you deserve to be in the playoffs and try to compete for a championship? Yeah. And for me, and that's why I I, I enjoy it and I can get behind it. But I get your point, which I was like, it's you know. If you work that hard to get to the to the eighth and ninth seed, and you should be able to go into the playoffs, but I feel like you got it. Just comes down to how they finish at the end, and that's the most important thing. Is how do you finish out the season here? And do you go with a winning streak and how the Celtics have with you know win the last six games yeah, and convincingly to convincingly, and like, something like that is where like it, let's say they're a tenth, eleventh seed. You know they're a team that you know that would deserve to you know get into you know. The play game. I'm not talking about you know just hypothetically speaking if it's you know how they would you know, go about it, but that just leaves my thought thought process behind it and how I agree with it. But you know overall, look at the standings. I mean, the Celtics, man, they're hot. I mean, they I don't are. know where they're hot. I mean, Jason Tatum dropping 34, 34 points, five rebounds, six assists. I mean, they won their last six games, and boys, I mean, they're looking really scary going to the playoffs. I think the Celtics are, and I'm happy uh, they stopped about – people were talking about do they need to move on from Tatum or Brown. They complement each other perfectly. They don't need to do that. I think the Celtics are just missing one more piece. I think they're going to be a dominant team in the postseason. I got to agree with Nick, though. I don't think they're going to be like a team like the Bulls or like uh, the um, Bucks or even Nets like make that run. But they're good. If they get one more person, I think, like, a healthy Anthony Davis would even be a per- perfect fit there. But Tatum, you know, for him to only be 24 years old, just a few years older than all of us, like, I think he he's amazing. And they've been showing it. They're going to make a run. And, like, if they get a few more pieces, I think he should be in the MVP combo. I think it should be him. I agree with D-Book and Giannis because – John Morant and and B to me are not the MVPs. The reason why I'd say John Morant's not, even though I'm a huge fan, the Grizzlies are 17 and two when John Morant does not play. Like if your team is that good, because the award is about who values you know the most. When like LeBron doesn't play, the Lakers look like the bad news bears, or like you know other when other teams like you know same thing like with Giannis. So this MVP race is like very. I feel like it's politics because D Book deserves to be in it the way he's been playing. Like they already got 60 wins. Like, the Suns have been hooping. They really want to avenge last year's title loss. So, I wouldn't be surprised because D-Book, to me, is one of the best shooting guards since Kobe retired. I know Clay Thompson and uh, Harden, but D-Book really has game. I what love I mean, Clay Thompson hasn't played that much since Kobe retired because he's missed two true. years. But yeah. Let me what you <laughs> That's true. That's why I said D-Book, to be honest. He, he might be the best shooting. I'll just go ahead and say I think he's the best shooting guard. Let me ask you a question, Travis. Who thinks the top four teams in the East right now are going to the playoffs? You're saying who are the top four teams? Who, or who's who, who, like do you, who do you think are the top four teams? No right matter now? about standings. No so, matter. I want to know who you think are the top four teams going to this playoffs right now. That's a great question, Austin. Um, I think the top four teams. I'm going with the reigning champs. One, in my opinion, the Bucks. I think they're going to repeat. Giannis should arguably be MVP, averaging 29, 11, and six right now. Then my second is going to be the Nets. I know they're the AFC, but uh, Kyrie, uh, uh, Kyrie that can play every game, not part time is very scary, and Durant is one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen, and Drummond's been playing huge for them, so I'm going to go with them for two. Three is tough, but I'm actually going to go with the Bulls. I know the Bulls right now are 0-16, I believe, versus top three teams in each conference. They've been beating up on a lot of bad teams, but I do think DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo and them could get um, it back going in the postseason. Also, I want to see when Caruso gets more healthy and more minutes like that, but I do think Levine will start playing better. Then my fourth team, I'm going to go – Going to go with the Sixers, uh, the Bonus Brothers, as I call, Joel Embiid and uh, James Harden, because they always get three throws every game. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they're going to make a run, too. And Embiid's been phenomenal. i got to give him that. Even though he gets a lot of you know tic-tac fouls, those are my top four in the East. I respect that. So you don't think the Celtics are, gonna, are in there right now? 
The Celtics, I know they're the number one overall team. The one team I would possibly switch them with is the Bulls. Like, uh, I know that's tough because like, I know what I was just saying about the Bulls. That, but right now, I'm going to go with the Bulls. <laughs> that's what no, no, right now, I'm going to go with the Bulls because I do believe Boston's going to end up running out of fire. Plus, Boston, more than likely, if they finish the number one seed, they would have to play Brooklyn in the first round. True, but I feel like I feel like they're getting hot at the right time, though, heading into the playoffs. That's true, though, too. True. I mean, they're getting, they're the getting right hot. Time. They're getting hot. I mean, I mean, if you look at the last six games, I mean, they made these wins. You know, they made them convincing. I mean, the only lo- I mean, only loss in the stretch here was with the Mavericks. You know, but before that, you know, they were they had a good little, little winning streak too going on before that. And I mean, how they've been playing, how they before. I mean, I mean, I would have to guess, I would have to put them in the top four with it. And I would have to take the the Bulls out just because and how they've been playing recently. And, you know, hopefully the Bulls can catch some fire here. But, I mean, just just how I think how they've been shooting and how the Celtics have been playing, I think they're one of the top three, top four teams that are going to the playoffs. And they're, like, to rebuttal your point, I'm going to let you get on this, Nick, too, because I want to hear your uh, stance on it. Like, I mean, the Celtics are good, but I want to see them do it more in the postseason. Also, now, obviously, the Bulls haven't been in the postseason, so we got I got you know wait and see from them too. But I've seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown make two conference finals, one in twenty eighteen and one in twenty twenty, come down the wire almost NBA finals. I want to see them you know win that championship. So to me, they've been coming up short a lot. Like last year, they lost in the first round to Brooklyn. Obviously, Brooklyn was stacked last year, but I, I got to see Boston do that more in the postseason. But Tatum, I believe they have the capability of doing it. They're missing one more piece, but I hope Tatum proves me wrong because. He is a very special player. Yeah. Um, do you want my top four teams on yes, these? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Give me uh, – not in order. Give me the Bucks, Brooklyn, Bulls, and uh, Heat. The Heat? Okay. I Okay. Wow. You know, actually keep that in order, that's actually. That, that's basically order, yeah. Uh, the Bucks, number one. Okay. Brooklyn, number two. Bulls, number three. And then the Heat, number four. Because one, again wow. – uh, I don't like James Harden and Joel Embiid, so I feel like they're going to fizzle out in the playoffs because they're going to do a fight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls, I can make them see they make a deep run, but like you said, though, they're not the greatest against the top three teams. Um, Bucks, obviously, they want to repeat, stuff like that. Yep. Brooklyn, you're getting Kyrie back full time. Drummond's been killing it. He did the little deuces yeah, thing. <laughs> that was <laughs> um, hilarious. And then, obviously, KD is just KD. Um I just think that's how it's going to play out. I don't think I, I don't think Bo- I feel like Boston might be a first round exit if they play Brooklyn. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I yeah, I what? feel it's I, it's trap. Awesome. It's trap. Awesome. It's trap. That's a blasphemy. It's a trap. If you really think Boston could beat Brooklyn, Boston, you got to realize though Austin did say the Utah Jazz is pretty good. You know, right. I'm not gonna I just, lie. and I love Tatum, but Austin, come on, like Brooklyn in the first round. I mean, I, I, I gotta see how Kyrie, they, you don't I, think Kyrie's going to go off against Boston, especially. Oh, that, that's a. I didn't even think about the fans, how much they hate Kyrie. And you know how Kyrie relishes off of – like, Kyrie's one of the hey, clutchest players hey, I've ever seen. Hey, quoting Kyrie, I won't say the whole quote because I don't want us to get canceled. But like Kyrie said, y'all can blank, blank. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking I about. I don't – I guess how my my, same, my point about it is how hot has Boston been. And I and I go – I mean, that's how basketball feel like for me. But it's like, Kyrie's you got to go hot, hot. Kyrie's hot. Kyrie's hot. He's in drama 50, 40. You know, yeah. now he's back full time and he's going to go play Boston. And the thing is, to his point, he's doing this efficiently, Austin. Like, he dropped 40 and a half on only 18 shots. So, don't get me wrong. Like, Boston is great. But I just can't, like, see them beating Brooklyn right now. And and plus, like, the fact that they got Kyrie right now back full time is perfect timing because he's going to get these next six to seven games to even get better. And plus, like, I want to ask you this, Austin, because you asked me a pretty good question. Who on Boston can stop Kyrie or Kevin Durant? Besides Jason Tatum. (laughs) 
Why? Did Tatum out? Well, no. I mean, well, okay, so Tatum's going to go on KD, but who's going to stop Kyrie? I mean, I get it, but here's my point with Kyrie is just that I want – it's it's the version we're gonna get of Kyrie, and I want and the, is how much of the mm-hmm. how much of the because I know what we talk about you know he had the whole season to kind of prepare and now he's hot, but it's more uh I'm looking for like I guess durability is where I'm at right now with him is I know you're gonna get some of those late games and I mean like I know he's been playing part time and it's more like are we can he is he gonna be able to you know keep keep winning these full games and just can he I just feel like he's due for one of those kind of slim things just because he's got back. He's back in that full-time gear. I feel like he's kind of in that mood where it's like we're going to see that coming up. I could be completely wrong. I just – I'm not totally convinced on that match just yet. I need to see a little bit more. And maybe with these next few games, they can definitely show me that. But, I mean, I got to see a little bit more of the Nets until they can really convince me otherwise with the Boston. Just because Boston's been there for the past three years here. I mean, and, and how well they've been playing. I mean, these in the last six games, I mean – they played phenomenal out of this world, and I like them going into the playoffs right now. Well, okay. Let me hear your top four teams. My top four? Yeah, out sure. of the East. Top four out of the East? I got Celtics. I got the Bucks. I got the 76ers, and then I got the I got Nets. Is that an order? Was that an order? No, those are just my top four teams. Those are my top four teams. I, I can't really get – I think my, I think my, if I if I go number one, I think it was my Bucks. I think go Bucks okay. defending so champs. So we all agree on that. I give okay, Bucks yeah, defending champ. After that, I feel like – I think they can go back and forth. I think between those three. Said Boston. Personally. I say Boston, 76ers, and Nets. And I think the Bucks are my top team right now. I think those three, you can kind of go in and out. You can make an argument for all three. I just think in my, I think just how I've seen it past, you know, past few games watching Boston. I like how they look going into the playoff here, playoff stretch. I think like we all, I'm happy we all agree on the Bucks being unanimous. The one thing though, you might not agree with me, also. I think. Like, even though I got the Bulls in mind, I think the Heat might even be better than the Celtics. Really? Like, in a, in a seven-game series. Because ba- the Heat, when the Heat made the finals that bubble year, they beat Boston in the conference finals. I got to go with Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. You think might think I sound crazy, but I got to go with them in the playoffs over Boston. Because i seen Jimmy Butler give LeBron a 40-point triple-double. No one else has ever done that to LeBron <sighs> yeah, in the that, finals. That Kyle, that Kyle Lowry pickup, I feel, was a bust. To be honest with you, true, but the he, Heat has, and he's been and he have not been. Good. I mean, they lost their last four games in Miami, and they and with the whole you know meltdown that he had with the you know with Eric Spoelstra. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, mean for me, I mean, I look at it. I mean, I don't see him making a far run, and I and if I had to pick a team out of a seven game series, I'm taking Boston in that one. I don't dude. know. I'm just saying though, nothing. No, nobody's more tougher to guard and play against is a pissed off Jimmy Butler though. Yes. Look what look look what we did. Hear the reports out of the Minnesota uh, practice before he got traded. Okay. What was he doing? You know he he with the what was it third Car- string? Yeah, well, third string. He dominated the fir- the starters. He killed them by I think what fifteen twenty I think they did or something like that on yeah. practice scrimmage. And they said he only took one shot, but he was playmaking. And he locked down Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Towns. And Jimmy Butler was only what six seven six yeah. eight, and Carl Anthony Towns is seven foot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Plus two, just like the Heat, Tyler Hero coming off the bench is just lights out yeah, as he was in the finals. Amazing. I, you know, the Heat, the Heat, and plus you said they won the four games they did, but they just gave up their number one spot. I feel like they'll figure their stuff out. 
Yeah. And, and they'll be fine for the playoffs. I got to agree with Nick on this. Not team up against you, Austin. But it's also you got to think, like, who's going to show up in the playoffs? Regular season, like, Nick made a point about the Jazz. The Jazz are a regular season. They're like Gonzaga. I know I pick Gonzaga. But you know that team that's going to be dominant in the regular season, but they don't show up, like, game time? It's like studying. It's like always getting the study guy done. Then test day, you just, like, blank on well, everything. It's like, so, it's like, it's like the know, Trump. I mean, they the signs was up this year. I know Dre's not here to defend, so I'm not going to. Oh, no, the Suns. I'm not going to bring the, ja- the, the Jazz on I, that I one. I will break it down in <laughs> hockey terms for you. They're like the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're good in the pre- in the regular season. Postseason will have the Toronto. Answer that question, Austin. <sighs> I know. I know. But I I, I, I mean, Jazz, they're, they're always around there, dude. And they're always within <laughs> the top. They're, they're always in the final rounds there. So, I mean, that's why I like my Jazz a little bit. But, I mean, keep it within the Eastern Conference here. Okay. I, 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 I. I don't, I don't have much faith at all within the Heat at all. I think they're going yeah. the first. I think they might get bounced the second round. Second round. Well, the second round they could play. Anything. Excuse me. If they play Milwaukee, then yes, I think Milwaukee's going to come out the East. So, oh, yeah. depending on how like the bracket uh, shifts, like that'll be interesting. But one thing to stay in the NBA, I want to point Cade Cunningham. We got to give him a huge shout out. Not only For should real. he be Rookie of the Year, he became the second rookie only in NBA history. In the month of March, to average twenty-one seven and seven. The only other rookie to do that, fellas, is a goat, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Cade, <laughs> I think his ceiling is phenomenal. Obviously, our record's not that good, but I think next year is going to be crazy. Cade, he can do anything. I think he's gonna. He could be all-time great. Like his potential to be six-seven, to be able to move, to dribble, and to shoot. Like what he's doing, is it's insane. We. Honestly, this might be the best draft pick of our lifetimes, at least since, like, Grant Hill or Isaiah Thomas, because in our lifetimes we haven't seen great draft picks outside mm-hmm. of Tayshawn. Drummond. Drummond, and that's really it, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, Cade, I think he's easily rookie of the year. Yeah, he should. I don't think Evan Mobley, I, just because his team's good, I don't think that makes him just overall rookie of the year. Right. I don't agree with that. I, I do agree with Cade. And everybody's saying that we, you know, we screwed up by not picking um, who's the one who, who went second again. Oh, oh, um, oh, um, oh, I know you're talking about Jalen Green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when everybody said, like, oh, we messed up, we didn't pick Jalen. Where is he at now? What is he doing? Nothing. Exactly. Um, I think Cade is going to be obviously the base for our future. I feel the Pistons are going to be uptown. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying they're going to, like, um, just, you know, be dominant next year or whatever. It's going to take a couple years. You yeah. know, I feel like, though, we'll be a respectable team here shortly just because of Cade. And I feel like, too, you know, it's kind of getting a nice fan base that we have with Cade. Too, yes, so. He's br- it's it's good to see. Nick, I'm happy you said that because LCA has been packed at least over seven times this year, way more than the past three seasons combined. I'm talking about even before COVID. Like yeah. he's bringing a new energy. Obviously, we got Marvin Bragley. His he's reviving his career. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I love Sadiq Bay. Dropped 51 with 10 threes. He's like killing it. Yeah, like if we get like more pieces around these guys, like no, we're gonna be good. And the thing is, Cade is only 20, so like mm-hmm. it's a great piece to build around. Hopefully, the next uh, 12 to 15 years. And I love how he. Uh, Loves the city. He was on ESPN. He was getting interviewed by Malika Andrews and a few other reporters. They were asking him about his, like, city life, and he said he loves Detroit. He even said uh, his favorite Detroit athlete is Barry Sanders. Like, he did his research because they both actually went to Oklahoma State. He was like, it's been home. Like, he loves the blue-collar city. So, it's really nice that we finally have something to look forward to as far as sports with all of our teams. 100%. I'd have to agree. Yeah, I'd definitely agree. I think I think Detroit sport has a lot to look forward to, and I think I'm excited to see you know what's gonna be all about. But I mean, overall, guys, let's go. You know, let's, we'll see how the play-in game works here. I mm-hmm. mean, we'll see who gets in. 
I mean, there's a lot of ifs and buts here. We still got, you know, a few more games left down the road, so we could see some big shifts here. But let's move on to March Madness to finish off our sure. show here, boys. Oh what God. a weekend. Yeah, wow. March, we've been, March has been crazy. No wonder why they call it March Madness. Uh, so, yeah. so I, I just want to say, Travis, how does St. Pete feel today? I just want to wonder. I'm just wondering. I know you, you know were what? a big advocate with the Final Four. and You want to know what Austin says? <sighs> You're putting me on the spot. They should feel good. I know they <laughs> lost, but they made the Elite Eight. We were all actually out at Applebee's, and we saw them beat uh, Purdue yes. to make it Elite Eight. And the first time ever, a 15 seed did that. So shout out to the Peacocks. Uh, on having a tremendous season. And honestly, like uh, what the coach said, nobody believed um, that they would make it that far outside that locker room. So I think the fact that they made it that far, it shows a lot of determination, passion, and it's getting a lot of um, schools like that low major uh, opportunity. They weren't even verified, and now they have a verified Twitter account. Mm -hmm. So they made strides, and a lot of people are going to remember uh, St. Peter's because a 15 seed making it that far, salute to them. But also, um, you know, obviously North Carolina won, and to get to the Final Four, me and Nick were talking about this before the show. It's Coach K's time. I thought it was scripted, but Duke is just amazing. I love when they won, uh, beat Texas Tech, you know, made the Final Four. Uh, the, their players were like, oh, you're the GOAT, you're the GOAT. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah. love Coach K. Pablo, and man. I think he got to go out on a national title. And I'm happy that he's playing North Carolina because they've never played each other in the tournament so he can get that revenge because I know that was a bad uh, taste in his mouth losing that last home game at the Cameron Center to North Carolina. 100% I would agree. I mean, looking at the first game in North Carolina, they dropped 20 on them or, you know, beat them by a 20-plus. I feel like it's Coach K's year again. It's kind of like that. It's like it gives me off that, like, Ray Lewis vibe. Remember when he, his last season he got hurt? Nobody oh, yeah. didn't expect him to come back. Came back, ended up winning the Super Bowl right as a wild nice. card. It's just that time. You know, they weren't the favorite to win the tournament. They weren't this. They were tech – they they were they said they were the third best team in their bracket behind Texas Tech and uh, Gonzaga. Now they're here. You know I feel like it's their time. Uh, yeah, they proved a lot these last two games against Michigan State and Texas Tech. You know being down a little bit, coming back and winning. You know don't get me wrong, North Carolina has put a great great tournament on. I just think it ends against Duke. I gotta agree with that. And Austin, your take on that UNC uh, versus Duke rivalry game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a fight. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a hell of a game. I think it's gonna be a really intense game. I mean, both sides you're you're already going into it. They're gonna be pretty fired up, ready to go. Especially you know with North Carolina kind of you know beating beating Duke on its own field. At, at, you know towards the at the end of the season, finish them off. And I'm looking forward to see how this plays out. I mean, you know with the whole Duke hype and with Coach K. I mean that's been the whole driving force behind you know Duke this entire you know March Madness entire tournament. And I feel like, you know, this is where it's, it's going to continue. It's going to go to the championship here. But, boys, I'm really interested in about that Kansas and Nova game. I don't know about you guys. I feel like it's going to be a really close game, too. And people are kind of, you know, uh, you know, not really talking too much about it. It's a little, you know, on the quiet side. But yeah. I feel like it's going to be a really entertaining game, too. No, it, it is. Like, um, Villanova, this is their first Final Four since 2018. And Bill Self, what he's done with Kansas winning national titles, he's been amazing. So, I, I actually got Kansas in that game. I think it's going to be Kansas versus Duke. I think so, too, just because Villanova lost their uh, second-leading scoring um, with the torn Achilles, most likely. I feel like that will have a huge impact on them. I think Kansas beats Villanova. I just can't see Villanova beating Kansas after all their losses they've taken. You know what? It, it, to be honest with you, it's who's going to lose the Coach K in his final game. That's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Who's losing the Coach K? Yeah. Is it gonna be Kansas or Villanova? <laughs> Which one wants to be the lucky person? Yeah. That's that's how it Villa, comes out. Villanova too. took some losses in you know, throughout throughout the season here. And yeah. I mean I mean they've played well. They play you know, tough. They play tough. They play great. Both teams are great. It's just 
it's just destined to be I Duke. I, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> I gotta agree with that. It's just destined to be Duke, you know, and I, 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 I think, I think how I th- everyone's looking at it from this standpoint, I think Kansas will give Duke the better game. Oh yeah, 100%. it would make it a better game, yeah. especially. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, Kansas are shooting forty seven percent from the field from the field here. Well, and look what Kansas you know, did to Miami in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, them. I remember going to halftime to Miami Kansas game. I was like, is Miami about to beat Kansas? Next thing you know. They drop 40-plus points, and Miami gets shut down to 15 points that second half. And, you know, it's just it's March Madness, baby. That's what we love about it. That's, you know, I mean, hearing all these stories from Kentucky losing yep. and St. Pete's to go make a run and then, you know, Murray State being upset. And uh, it's yep. all about these great storylines. Coach K's final year, this, oh, that. Yeah. It's all about the storylines, the crazy yeah. picks, the, you know, the crazy the, – you know, the, the, the crazy the, upset, the crazy the – These asses of our brackets. <laughs> My yeah. thing, though, we haven't we haven't seen, like, a crazy shot yet, a buzzer beater. Oh, know? yeah. We so have like not seen that yet. I feel like this weekend we'll get one in the Kansas-Villanova game, maybe in the Duke game. Right. I know? think a championship game we might get it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling championship to win game. It? You, I'm feeling championship might. game we're going to get it. You might. Honestly, there was one in 2016, I think, believe when Villanova beat North Carolina. Yes. Guy, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember watching that live. I was at Angel Stadium with my dad for opening day. And they threw it on the big board. And for some odd reason, they didn't cover the guy coming down court that passed the ball. And yep. got a cleanest look you possibly could get. Just drills it. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to watch this weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, Duke's now favored to win the tournament on sports books. So, it's like all that. It's it's interesting. Then They're again, though, anything can happen, though, with March that's Madness. True. You're man. right. You're that, right. That, that's, You're right. That's the, nope. <laughs> North Carolina could just upset Duke yeah. and just win the natty. Exactly. No, they, they I mean, that, that that's – and that's the funny part is I feel like I, the team right now who who will be who could be Duke right now would just, be North Carolina. I just right now. I feel like sick. Duke has to because like he doesn't want his last two like his last home loss to be against North Carolina than his last overall loss to be in the, <laughs> like no I, Coach K. Nah, I just feel like he no. this is like one of those situations you gotta like win no but I think entertainment value has been plus like a thousand for like um oh yeah March Madness having St. Pete's make it that far they definitely made a lot of money because a lot of people tuned in and their following went up. So I think it was overall great. And, boys, this was a terrific uh, first show back on this Monday. Yeah, you know what? And uh, speaking of other tournaments, you know, the women's is still going on. The lead eight's happening tonight. You know, UConn's, UConn's to my my dog to pick. I think that, you know, I know Stanford. I know they'll play probably play Stanford depending on the outcome of this UConn game. They'll play Stanford in the Final Four. And then we have uh, South Carolina in the Final Four as well. And also as well, uh, you know, Michigan. Michigan yeah. plays Louisville tonight, and if they win, they're in the Final Four. I don't think they're going to make it far because whoever play the Louisville-Michigan game, the winner plays uh, South Carolina. Facts. I think they'll probably lose. But I think I think it's UConn Jeter again. You know, I think UConn's going to win it. It's been a few years since they won one, so I think they're due. They are due for a natty title. <laughs> I got to agree with you on that. I love Giori. I'm a 10-time national champion. Uh, make it 11. Winner. Make it 11 this yeah, I think he's going to uh, That's a lot of rings, man. Bill Russell type ooh, stuff. But, uh <laughs> I, I got to agree with Nick on that. I've always been a fan of them. Like, even when they had Maya Moore and mm-hmm. a bunch of other players during that 90-game mm-hmm. win streak, which was unheard of. Yep. And even though they did lose one of their uh, leading scorers, I believe she'll be back. Paige? Yeah, she's Paige. Playing, she's been playing the whole tournament. She missed okay, 19 good. games at the on her knee, but she's back. Good. Um, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, they're up right now watching the game live in the studio. They are up right now on um, North Carolina State. But still, though, I think it's their year to win. It's going to be South Carolina versus UConn. UConn's going to pull it out. UConn's always a favorite, really, every year no. with women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that <laughs> that's why I feel like it's not much of a surprise when people go to UConn. I mean, yeah. they, they've been dominant for years, and they, they really own women's basketball, really. And I yeah. think this year is no different, and I think they're going to show it again, really. 
I think it's the greatest run because a lot of years, RIP, the great Pat Summit, Tennessee mm-hmm. was like the standard, you know, yeah. with Candace Parker and those teams. But mm-hmm. GRM won, like, not only conference championships, like national. So yeah. they're amazing. Also, be, uh, since we're talking about the women's, I want to give a shout out to the University of Michigan women's basketball team. For real, though. The run that they have made as a three mm-hmm. seed, phenomenal. For real. And hopefully it doesn't end tonight. Hopefully it ends mm-hmm. in the Final Four. Maybe even the national title game, the UZ Con. But yeah, I, I would like. What? I, would, I hope. I, I just. I just need UConn to win. That's it. Yeah, you know, I can tell. I, I, I can tell. It's trusting you. You want fan, that UConn win? FanDuel or DraftKings? I feel. Like. Uh, also, do. Yeah, you're, you're a betting <laughs> man, Nick. You're a hey, betting man. Great parlay. UConn and Duke. Good money on return. I think just that's, a great, that's a great. That's a great. It's a great gamble. You know. But all right. Uh, thank you for listening to us on Anchor and Spotify, whichever one you listen to us on. Uh, hey, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you didn't like the show, you should still tell a friend. Always tell a friend. Thank you for listening to the Knockout Podcast. <laughs>